0: y'all. Welcome back to the Preach into the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. This is part two of our interview with Mr. Alex Hall. We spend this part of the interview talking a lot about what's it like to have a director-choreographer relationship, and how to have good communication, and how to get the best work from everyone to have the best material for your group. So, I hope you enjoy part two of our interview with Mr. Alex Hall. Love. Reaching to the choir I'm, I'm reaching to the choir
1: adjacent yeah
0: it's kind of fun actually
1: it's very fun you
0: you get this too because you're in the same boat that I am where we know plenty about it we're very qualified to judge it but we're not in the thick of it anymore like in the in the day-to-day trenches of it you know
1: it's very hard Mm -hmm. to be in the day-to-day trenches of it Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. it can be very emotionally difficult it can be exhausting I mean if you're like a choreographer or like full-time freelance and you're on the road Constantly, like mm. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. There, there is a real, and this I don't think we talk about this enough. There is a real burnout risk, especially for the freelancers and choreographers. Yes. Um, well, you know, I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to let me let me let me frame it differently because okay. teacher burnout is maybe worse.
0: Oh yeah. Well, yes. I think we're just assuming that we all know that, but yes, we should say that, that that is a real thing.
1: Teacher burnout is maybe worse and, and harder and longer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, (laughs) but you're right. I think most people kind of understand that. Yes. Um, I don't think the choreographers talk enough about the toll that the, the schedule that they have to keep takes on them like if you are if you're going to be a full-time freelance choreographer you're taking like 20 show choirs maybe more like maybe maybe 20 minimum yes I mean like 15 to 20 minimum to be full-time and you know once you get beyond 20 it just gets completely nuts and and there were some moments like 2010 11 12 when I was really trying to take all the work I could possibly get because I just wanted to be like successful in this world. Sure. And like, there were some moments that like, I just completely broke down. Yeah, I mean, like I had no gas in the tank yes. whatsoever. And you don't have and, a
0: choice. You still have to get out there and you still have to do And it's work with those
1: so kids. hard when, you know, two hours away, there's, there's, there's 60 kids and one of your adult colleagues like yes. counting on you to be a be as smart as you possibly can be yes and it's you're like you're not just oh, doing work gosh. for them you
0: are forever putting on a floor show as well which is yes just I mean and, and teachers see that too of course directors see that as well I and mean, we, we mm-hmm. feel that as well but um but the emotional output it takes for you to be on for those kids yeah. in addition to the travel in addition it's to very the hard I think I didn't fully understand all of that until I was doing it freelance myself and I regret some of the some of the interactions I had with some of my choreographers over the years, just because from our seat at home as directors, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the part of the burnout we don't get is like, we go back to our home, our house when we're done every day,
1: which is a little different. Yes. Like we go back to our stability
0: every day. And as much as it's still a lot, it's that's different.
1: Yeah. And you know, I would wake up sometimes in Chicago and have a rehearsal that night in Marysville Ohio which is outside of Columbus which is like seven hours away yeah, and you know and a time zone ahead
0: yes yeah
1: so you're losing so, time. yeah yeah and and you know there would be times when I would get like in that era that area between Fort Wayne and Columbus like where I would just have to like pull over and sleep for yes. a second like yes. it, there was there were little hotel parking lots that I knew where I could like pull over and yep. sleep because you needed that and yeah I mean, I literally, I did that constantly, Yeah, constant, constant caffeine intake. And we have now intake.
0: that are like, you know, airline junkies, basically. Even myself, I'm that way. I mean, like the amount of airline miles I've racked up in the last 12 months is oh, yeah. sort of bizarre. And, and I think
1: I'm still gold on American Airlines <laughs> from when I was you're traveling. Like, I
0: haven't even done it for years. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, we have Southwest in Dallas. And so I like went all in on Southwest because I just love them and I can pretty much get everywhere with them. And it's we have american too but that's we're not talking about airlines today anyway so like no, right. i have i'm like i don't remember like 3 flight segments away from earning a companion pass which if you know anything about southwest oh that's is where that's you can have somebody deal. fly with you like for free your entire year for free like oh my that's, gosh that's ridiculous but yeah. also part of the deal i mean it is a thing you're signing up for and there is some level of flexibility to your life um, in the off season, especially that you earn w- within that time, but is it worth yes. it?
1: Right, and you know, know, it's it's very hard for choreographers, and you know, I I know that some people over the years are kind of figuring this out and scheduling themselves more appropriately. Yes. Like, I actually think April has a pretty good handle on mm, her schedule yeah. from our chats, and mm-hmm. um, like she gives herself when. A, a day to just travel and then a day to just be, and then a day to start prepping. That's so smart. Before she even teaches. And like, I think everybody could be working towards something that resembles that a little bit yes. more. Um, But I I know that was trying. When I was doing it, I was not doing. Yeah. Also, that was. I mean, I remember those years. For a while, yeah. Yeah, when she was younger, when we
0: were all younger, and she was like burning the candle at every available end, you know.
1: And all the choreographers under thirty right now are doing that.
0: Right. Because the hustle feels like that's the only way you're gonna make it in this. You feel like the hustle is the most important part. Yes. When really your work eventually suffers because of the hustle. Yeah.
1: Well, and your body. Yeah. Well, for sure, all of that, every part of you. Well, you so your anyway, body is this, the work. All this to say, this, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm complaining. I, I just hope no, that I a real if you're a younger if you're a younger choreographer or like a college aged uh, future show choir person mm-hmm. listening to this, just make sure that as you get into this, just make sure that you're you're taking care of yourself and you're you're really seeing your schedule for what it is. Yes, and and know that a travel day might not necessarily feel like an off day to you because you're still waking up. You're still like, mm-hmm. you're still working by getting your car or wherever you're going. And, you know, I know people drive a long, long, long way to, to do work and give yourself that extra day. If you can work it out with your director and, And directors hear them when they ask for that day.
0: That, I was going to say, that's the flip side of it. And that's what I meant earlier when I said, I don't know that I even fully understood all of that when I was a director. And I see director friends of mine still doing things like that to choreographers. I'm like, listen, I know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like, I know that, you know, you feel like you're fighting for their time. Of course, that's that's the director dilemma, is you want to feel like you're getting the time your kids need and you want to get the time you need out of this person that you're employing. But- their work is their physical body like right. as a choreographer like it is your physical human body doing the mm-hmm. work which is different than than intellectual work or, or even emotional work you've got all of those things going on so I don't think that's such a big deal to have the day in there and and ask for that advocate for that I think that the under 30s that we're talking about right now specifically as well the other mis- not, I don't want to say mistake but mistake being made is that Um, whatever you teach people is how they're going to treat you. So if you are starting out your career, hundred thousand miles an hour, never taking a break, running camp to camp to camp, and you're like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, the groups you're working with will start to assume that's the norm. And then it'll be harder for you to break that pattern. In the yeah.
1: And, and, you know, most people in our industry are so nice and yes. kind, genuine, sweet people, and they don't want to let anybody no. down. Yeah, you, well, you just exactly. don't want to let anybody down. Like, Jen Randall, if you were like, come work with Keller, Texas right now, like, you bet I would be on a plane. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I don't want to let you down.
0: I would think hard about coming to New York during this pandemic, but otherwise yeah, I maybe would jump not. on a plane for you probably. You maybe well.
1: shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you maybe shouldn't. Maybe 2022. <laughs> so just a
0: little bit of time. But no, you're right. And and Yo, I think that we want to do right by each other so badly that we put ourselves at risk sometimes. That's everything. 100%. 100%. You know? And education is such a sacrificial, such a sacrificial Yeah profession where you know the more it you really sacrifice is. the more people put you up on a pedestal you know the best the teachers we that are on the news are the ones who have given everything and given money and given all this time and have no life of their own and it's like we've got to stop normalizing and glorifying that like that's how burnout that's gets where it is so if we want to walk away from being hippy dippy so to speak let's talk about yeah, right. something, something a little more concrete um, as far as choreography goes in the time span that you did it and all the work you've done with that I mean what are some things that you would want new choreographers or maybe even directors to know about what makes good choreo and what they should be looking for and how to
1: Mm. find
0: the person to work with or, you know,
1: that kind of stuff.
0: I know that's maybe two questions, but.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the right person to work with is the, is somebody that you have, you have a really clear open channel communication with Mm. um and somebody who speaks a similar musical language to you totally um because if as the director if if you can't communicate kind of what you're looking for from a certain moment um you might end up with something that's against what your vision for the for the piece or for the moment within a piece would be Mm -hmm. and um you know some of my favorite directors to work with were the ones that were the most involved um in to an extent you don't want to over control
0: sure sure
1: um but if if the director would have a certain vision for a certain moment, I would much rather hear it in the fall semester than in, than in January. <laughs> than
0: in two weeks before they compete, and there's right. not a lot then, you can do about
1: it. <laughs> because, or you know, if the the director is typically not always, but the director is typically the one who picked the piece. They obviously did it for a reason. I would love to know why.
0: Right. Yes. Just share your thoughts with me. Um, yeah. I feel like sometimes, and and I can say this because I was a director. This is funny. We're a former director and a former choreographer, basically at this point. But, um, <laughs> right. but, but, um, you know, like I would always look at my choreographers as being people who I respected what they did so much that I would be afraid that I was stepping on their toes in some way sometimes by sharing thoughts and that got better as I got older and I was much more willing to share my own thoughts but you know early on in working with a choreographer I was like too nervous to share too much because I didn't want them to feel like I was trying to take over the choreo
1: right I think it's more just like if you if when you were listening to a recording of a song right. and you were so inspired by the, the song that you it. felt like your kids needed to sing it for nine months, yeah. <laughs> That's an excellent point. I want to know why I want to know why, <laughs> because sometimes, sometimes the answer could lead you to the thought, well, maybe I should have picked something else right. or maybe we can, maybe we can pick someone, something yes. else if, if there's still time. Yes. Um, because I know there's a lot of pressure on directors to pick a show and there's kind of like a time deadline. And and I think the most important thing about picking a show is that you as a director are passionately connected to each piece and you understand how it will unfold in some way, even if it's kind of a fuzzy vision, but because you're not always going to see the, the you're not going to see every step on the way to the finish line right. sometimes, yeah. but sometimes you'll have a blurry image of the finish line. Yep. Share it, share that passion and share what it is that speaks to you about the piece. Like sometimes it can bring out something in the movement that might get completely missed. Exactly. Like. Even little things like, I love the way the drums are so strong and ferocious in this moment. That might lead your choreographer to stronger, punchier, slashier right. movement. Right,
0: accentuating that moment more, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if if actually what the, maybe it was the strings and maybe that leads to more yeah. flowy movement. I mean, you, you literally can give us little nuggets to chew yeah. on. And we love that as choreographers. Yeah. We love... We love for you to say, I really see this specific costume or this specific prop or, like, share everything you got. And if they don't use it, that's okay, too. Right.
0: That's what I was going to say. It's okay to over-inform a little bit in that way. And then the choreographer can take what they need out of that. You said costumes, and that just made me think uh, so many times I've seen this happen um, just as a clinician. But where the director will have either picked costumes in their mind – or maybe hasn't done it yet, but then the choreography happens, right Then the director goes to pick the costumes. <laughs> you're pointing at me through the screen. Then the choreography has nothing to do with the costumes yes. and that is there a problem been...
1: sometimes. <laughs> and even sometimes the show design has yes! nothing to do with the costumes oh, and gosh. like one of one of my favorite pieces ever that I choreographed like that I t- still today I think, like, it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, I actually got kind of good at this. How yeah. did that happen? <laughs> um, like, when I would watch the kids do it in their street clothes in rehearsal, Oh, it was like chef's yes. kiss is is yes. the gesture that I'm making. Yes. Like, I was I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, my brain is being reflected in reality right now, and it's so exciting and as, like, like an artist. Yeah. To, yeah. And then when they put on the, like, incredibly boxy – costumes that they bought like it looked very forced and awkward and not fluid and not and i just was i just really wish that that had been like talked about or and maybe you know maybe there was no way around that and that's just how that was gonna go but sometimes sometimes if you're if you can be as clear as possible it it might shift the choreography to look most appropriate for your group
0: right so i think the the question then and maybe it's not even a question it's just a statement that we both agree on um and i think most people would agree with us is the movement can't come before the sheet music before the the costumes before like so often i think i see where the choreographer will come in and do a boot camp over the summer, especially in the Midwest. This is like the middle Midwest. This is a big thing. Where Mm -hmm. the choreographer will come to a boot camp for five days. And maybe the arrangements aren't even done yet. Or... That is so.
1: That is so much. What the reality of our I know and condition that's is
0: so backwards. Like not even having it, the arrangements yet, and then but, but not having the costumes yet. Like
1: and it's a logistics thing. It like, is, but on some it's levels, very very difficult. We yeah. all,
0: as a different professionals, like as arrangers, choreographers, and directors, we all have to agree that we're going to communicate with each other in a timely mm. fashion.
1: Honestly, I. There have been times where I have gone in to choreograph something, like, and I'm maybe there a night ahead of when I'll actually teach. Sure. And I'll pop into rehearsal and I'll hear the kids sing the piano vocal. Uh huh. And it will completely change yes! what I thought in my mind it was going to be. Yes. Like, I remember a couple specific moments where I'm like, I've popped into the school. The kids sing it, and it almost changes the genre in my ear. Oh yeah, cause because it's different than because, the real recording. Yeah, and but when the real recordings are, you all you have to work off yeah. of. Yeah, you have to. It's hard to remember as a choreographer that your you your. You're putting movement directly on a choir. You're not making a music video to this what? recording.
0: You're not doing a dance track. You're not just. You're only... not doing a, yes. a dance
1: track to this recording. Yes. And sometimes, if the re- especially if the recording is really compelling, yes, as a choreographer, you can get kind of sucked into choreographing something that's not reality, and oh you can almost—it's easy to over choreograph oh, that for way. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the good thing about a lot of us show choir choreographers is that we're also singers because we're from this, we're from this world. Exactly. Almost every show choir choreographer is a singer who moves. Right. Right. Very, very many of them Mm -hmm. would, if they were auditioning for musical theater, that's what they would check on their little singer. who moves. Yes. (laughs) But like, which is so necessary for us specifically, like to have that connection to what being a vocalist means is really cool but when you're choreographing for 30 groups and the the director just hands you a spotify link yeah that's what goes into your ears and and you know not everybody i i was a i'm a very audio person and Like some choreographers are very visual learners and kind of plan very visually, Mm -hmm. but I would tend to get sucked into the recording and then hear the kids and go, "Oh wow, (laughs) it's like a different genre altogether." (laughs) Like that has that has a that has this like softness to it that I didn't expect.
0: Right, you're going, "Oh, if I'd have known that, everything I chose for you would have been different." You know, and in most cases, you don't get that a benefit. So
1: definitely communicate.
0: I yeah, I mean, if we can't, so I mean, I think that the thing the message there is that you know you've got to have if possible I'm not saying this has to happen every time because obviously I understand mm-hmm. logistics and sometimes you just can't make it happen but by and large, your system has got to be that the choreographer has the sheet music in their hands while they're making it up and yeah. that if you've got a recording it's real of nice. your kids even better but at the very minimum
1: it's going to make your choreography better
0: yes exactly it literally will And isn't that the other hot? thing
1: the other thing um hold on the other thing i would say okay no problem um the other thing i would say for for directors is to have a language to have a language to clean choreography have a have a set of words and have a set of uh expectations of what those words can do and Mm -hmm. how you can shape you need to know as a director how to shape the choreography in some way yes and the one of the best things you can do and a lot of directors do this and and some of them don't but if you can watch when your choreographer that's what i was just gonna say you gotta be in the room watch watch how they interact with your Mm -hmm. your group and and try to watch what they're trying to get at yes and um, I learned so much by watching, uh, like even Mark Myers would come in and clean us when we were in high school, mm-hmm. um, watching like Randy and yeah. watching Miss, Miss Linda when I was her clinician yeah. at show choir camp and yeah. like watching the, the way that those people broke it apart completely changed the way yes. that I talk about it. And, um, for me, there's, um, I even did, uh, this acting, I do this workshop, Based on the Laban technique of movement, yeah, and um, which is an acting movement dance tool, and that has been a very effective way for me to clean choreography. Yeah, because because,
0: you created a language that's universal. Then
1: yes, it's universal. I've Mm -hmm. actually done the Laban workshop with an orchestra.
0: Like oh, I've wow.
1: gone in and worked with an orchestra on Laban technique and done movement with them using this set of eight words, mm-hmm. and it changed how they would even approach playing their instruments. Mm-hmm. I mean, find a language that works for you. For me, it was Laban that turned on so many light bulbs in my head. Yeah, but I I feel like when I learned that, my groups got better. Yeah. All of them.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, because again, you're all speaking the same language at that point, and that is so crucial. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And if you can get somebody to come in and do that kind of a workshop with you and your kids, like you're going to be set up for, uh, the, the less that you can rely on your choreographer and arranger to, to put you over the hump from good to great, the less that you can rely on them, the absolute better. And if, if you can learn how to doctor that arrangement, do it. If Absolutely. you can learn how to change that choreography, do it. If you can learn stage book and learn how to change the blocking, ha ha ha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which you can. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> <make no sense. laughs>
1: what you going to do for just $29.99? Yeah. Um, some...
0: um, you did mention changing choreography. Do though it. I need to say this Um, because I think that that's in a conversation you need to have with your choreographer because every choreographer has a different comfort level on what Um, True is changeable so I think that if there's an entire dance break not working let's say oh my god you've got to call your choreographer you do not just make up a new dance break or call them and say hey this whole thing isn't working can I send you a snippet let them watch it and maybe they'll say to you ah, let the dance captain figure out what they want to do with that fine but if it's a large chunk of a song like at least have that conversation. I think if it's small elements, that's probably a whole other discussion. But
1: Which goes back to the communication.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: just And so if important. you have that report, like like if Jeremy were Alfaro were to call me up and say, Hey, something isn't working like you you bet I you know yeah. I wouldn't be offended yeah because we were on that page you absolutely
0: know? or you'll I'll get, I'll get directors sometimes who will say to me like when I'm in a clinic they're like right but I just I, I would be too ups- I would be too afraid to upset them or I don't I don't want to bother them or I don't I'm like mm-hmm. okay but you're creating that problem by not communicating whatever your reason is for not communicating is irrelevant you're not communicating director you have mm-hmm. got to give them that yeah opportunity to have communication Mm -hmm. with you um you know and and great that you want to respect their off season and all of that but i mean Mm -hmm. there's no reason you can't send a text message there's no reason Mm -hmm. you can't make a quick phone call and if they don't want to respond or answer okay that's a Mm -hmm. whole different story but
1: the the other thing i want to say as like kind of just advice when it comes to when it comes to like finding a choreographer or knowing I think developing a taste for what choreography you like to see.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So that when you get it from your choreographer or you don't, you know, and I think there's a lot of directors uh, out there with a, with a big blind spot there. Yes. And it's, it's really great to go out into our world on YouTube or go to competitions where you're not competing and just, take it in as art Absolutely. so that and and really pay attention to the details so that you can start to see oh i kind of like i kind of like this kind of thing here i kind of like and you know in a, in most like finals of any contest uh-huh. in the country you you can find things that you like and things that you don't like 100%. and you've got to get out there and shape your taste in show choir as an mm-hmm. art form and also music. Yeah. There are so many directors oh that gosh, yes. that like don't listen to music that actively. Yeah. And I'm kind of like you know, I've asked this question before, like, well, where do you listen to music? And they'll say like, oh, well, you know, just whatever CDs I have laying around. And I'm like, you've got to have better taste than that. You've <laughs> got to, you've, you've got to be going out there and digging through things and trying new things and, yes. and, and not just discounting all new music as for the kids.
0: That, that is where I was going to jump in and say that. Cause that's the one I get that's the conversation I have most often is well I just don't listen to that kind of music okay well cool except for how in the world are you supposed to pick it if you were picking for your concert choir and you had no knowledge of literature at all Mm -hmm. of choral literature at all you wouldn't just be like well I don't know anything about Dan Forrest I don't know anything about Eric Whitaker I only know about Handel and Bach so we're only going to sing Handel and Bach like any music educator in the world Mm -hmm. would look at you like you're a lunatic if you were to say that but so many choir directors will be like oh I don't know anything about quote new music okay well you need to find a way to educate yourself friend yeah because that's not an excuse
1: and there's so much music that's not like silly teen pop We're not saying like top there's 40
0: kiss fm only yeah. no one's saying that yeah. you know no
1: i mean like there are so many like jen Unjin is one of my favorites like with that kind of thing like she yeah. picks just like really new off the wall like yeah. indie rock all yeah. the time and i'm just like this is so cool you have a flavor there's yes. something that There's something I can tell just in your taste of music that there's a certain flavor and a certain character that Mm -hmm. you're drawn to. And, like, I think everybody should kind of have that for themselves, whatever it is. Like, but you've got to get out of your bubble of what you like and you've got to be brave enough to bash around in the corners of spotify and like listen to a bunch of stuff you don't like because the one or two things that you find could open the next time you log on could open a whole nother and like With the internet, you have no excuse. You have to go do it.
0: You're not having to physically go anywhere to do anything. It's just like the way you would pick your Mm -hmm. concert choir music. Once again, you are going to go through octavos you hate. You're going to pull a song and you'll be like, this sounds interesting. And you start playing it. Your kids start singing. You're like, this is horrible. We're not doing it. (laughs) But you can't know that unless you look. And also, the other thing I wanted to say about that is just that um, it is so important to – know when you're when you've hit your strengths and weaknesses as well though and if that isn't a strength of yours if you feel like choosing this type of show is not your strength it is okay to ask for help we're not saying don't ask for help. Alex and I aren't sitting here being like, you have to do this all by yourself. But you can't just be like, I don't know anything about it, so I'm only going to look at what's available on J.W. Pepper and anything that was written prior to 1990 because that's when I was in high school. <laughs> like, that's not, that's right. Not
1: okay. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's totally fine, like we said earlier. Like, you can totally see that as your blind spot. I would challenge you to push yes. outside of it for what you can. Do your best to contribute and, in the way you can, yes. Mm-hmm. And then... And then if you outsource and have somebody help you, which is what you should do if you see a blind spot, because oh, yeah. you, you want your program to be as tight as possible. You want your kids to get so, that experience. Yeah, for your kids so that yes. they can go on and, uh, you know, own a bee farm in Indianapolis <laughs> and just because they had the idea. and Because thought, why well, not? <laughs> I'm fearless. I, I know how to make things. <laughs>
0: it's the most millennial thing we've possibly said during this entire time. Go with, I know. She, be she's, time. Does she wear giant hats?
1: She so wears giant yes. hats and is such a hipster and, and so cute.
0: Clogs. And I just have an entire yeah. visual picture. Of this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got to know where your blind spots are and work to yes. grow through them, but also not be afraid to bring someone in to help you with them, I think is the bottom line there.
1: Right. And then about. when they... Ha- when they help you, learn from them. Use oh, it. Oh my
0: gosh, yes. And don't just go, well, they did that work for me, so I don't have to think about it. No, no,
1: no. And no, now no. I just pay them $500 yes, every year.
0: Which is great, but also you didn't learn anything. Like, right. like try to learn something from it, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that really, what we're talking about there with choreography, I think that's most of what I would want to hear from a choreographer if I were newer to this to know what to okay. do because that I mean that's scary when you're first doing it to go I don't I don't yeah. for me that was my big blind spot as I was not a dancer in any capacity um like I loved it and I did it in show choir but I had no formal dance background and so I felt for mm-hmm. many many years like I was a liability to my kids and it took me three or four seasons of like really watching Stephen and then uh, Stephen Todd and then Steph Hyatt would come and be his like, um, choreo helper during the time when I had him and I was first working with him. Steph is like the greatest cleaner in America. So like I would watch so carefully when she was cleaning And then that's how I learned how to clean is by watching stuff. And that's what I learned. What I liked is by watching Stephen's choreo and then seeing other groups and going, oh, I love this. I love this. Um, And so now I'm at a place where I feel like I have a functional understanding of choreo and dance. It's still not the thing I would choose to go out. and I'm not going to go choreograph.
1: I'm not going to do do that. that. How long do you think it took you to get there?
0: Um, well, I tend to be overly confident more than most, so I decided I was okay at it pretty quickly, I guess, more than other people, but honestly, probably uh, anywhere between three and five seasons of work, probably before I really felt like I could I, clean it
1: comfortably. Yeah. I hope that people heard you. Between yeah. three and five seasons mm-hmm. of work mm-hmm. to 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 shore up one part yeah. of your 1,000-headed one 1, beast. Yes. Yes. Like, there's yes. just so many things to do. Mm-hmm. This this job is so many parts producer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it just absolutely is. Was that you and it's, I that were having this conversation about how it's not really being a choir director is not really being a choir director or show choir director is not really being a choir director. It's a show producer choir job. Director. Yeah. Show
1: choir director is a producer yeah. position yeah. with a like school logistics and convenience <laughs>
0: with state testing requirement and you need to put objectives yeah, right. on the board like it's they're and you have so to be separate
1: in your office at 8 a.m it's or whatever, the weirdest
0: job they're two completely the separate job. entities you know and so if you're not the producing type it's going to take time for you to get comfortable with that notion it just but is. that's okay yeah but that's okay it. it's all right my friend um and if you're not yeah, with any of your blind spots, so to speak, we're gonna call them blind spots. Not, it's not something that you can't do. It's something you don't know how to do yet. Like I'm such a firm. Hundred
1: percent, a hundred percent. I think that's the perfect way to frame that.
0: Mm-hmm. We just we can't say can't because that's not a great visual for our kids either. To say, well, I don't know how to do that, so I don't well, know I don't how to know clean. How to, so I don't you know can how clean. to open a bee farm. <sighs> Also, who knows how to open it? Like, we're gonna have to have her on the podcast at some point. Oh my gosh, she'd be to great. To shore up all of the questions I have about beef farming at this point. But she'd no, be it's so good. It's a time consuming <laughs> and growth related process. And so, when you are in the under 30 crowd, for those of you who are listening, or people who are older but are just starting this type of endeavor, just starting competitive chokeware. Time Mm -hmm. is what it's going to take. You're going to have to be exposed to it quite a bit. You're going to have to go watch it. You're going to have to learn about it. And it's just going to take time. And you have to just be okay with that um, and not push yourself to the point where you're like, well, but I want to have sets and props and light poles and have a 40-piece orchestra and, you know, 15 choreographers and 12 costume changes my first year. Okay, friend. Like, just get good at the it's basics.
1: A, it's a thousand headed beast and you can't kill them all in one day no
0: i'm thinking you of the know? movie hercules the cartoon hercules yeah. where he cuts off do you know what i'm talking about where he's yeah, in the uh-huh. pit and he cuts off the beast's head and like three sprout in its place and so he cuts off the three and then like nine sprout and and um that is
1: so it yeah and you have to start with the three don't yes. start with the nine yes
0: and you know what there's actually three i think i mean it's like singing <laughs> right. dancing and i don't know what i would call a third i just maybe logistics maybe just but like literally just being organized yeah, yeah. just yeah it logistics of it. so start with those three <laughs> sever those heads and then the nine will sprout in its place which is right like...
1: and then you can start adding dubstep
0: exactly <laughs> but dubstep was, is like whatever. head 47 or, dubstep is not or, yeah. head one guys
1: <laughs> like... or like building a 17 minute musical is head number 98 <laughs> don't you don't have to go there and you're number renting
0: one. Renting a semi-truck to transport your lighting equipment and set pieces yeah, right. is head number 37, not exactly. head one, guys. Yeah, no, that's that's my favorite example of that ever. That, I love. Now I'm going to go out and watch that movie with my kids. My youngest has gotten very excited about Hercules. And that music, oh, we can oh, talk so about fun. that forever. Um, okay, so I have to ask you the five questions that everybody gets asked. Okay? Okay. Um, these are show choir related, yes, but they're also sort of nonsense. Um, a couple of them are thinking ones. All right, you ready? Here we go. First question's an easy one. What is your okay. favorite medium of entertainment outside of like show choir? So live theater, music, sports. Like, what do you do for enjoyment, entertainment wise?
1: Oh, uh, I love baseball. I love recorded music I love recording music I love live shows and I love musical theater especially good musical theater. oh yeah I mean, good yeah. good musical good musical theater is like one of the coolest things in the entire world and I'm so lucky to live here now. I was just and... going to
0: say, you're back in New York now where you get to see it. Well, not right now, but I mean, when do they open it, Eventually.
1: It'll, it'll be back. Sunday. And I've seen a couple shows already since I've been here and I'm really psyched to have that so close. Yeah, you that's going to be really cool.
0: Totally in the right spot for that then. Yeah. Okay. Favorite show choir show you've ever seen? You can't have had anything to do with it at all. You just saw it as an audience. <sighs> Either recorded or live, that's up to you.
1: Man, I'm a little biased to the stuff I saw when I was a kid, I think. I think that's good. But I think that makes sense. I think my favorite show choir shows that I've seen would be, like, the early 2000s Mount Zion stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. 01, 02, and 04, in particular, are, like, just insane, I think. Like, there were so many nuggets in all of those shows that I, like, would as a choreographer trying totally. to replicate yep. over and over and over i mean just nobody's cooler than mount zion nobody oh still i mean i still feel that way and I it's still it's yeah. it's still true and did so, you see them this year did you get to see them? that's where my brain goes i did not see them this year but with i heard the, they uh, were really good
0: the optician office on stage with them like the entire oh, like my gosh. There was a, it was a whole thing it's uh, the videos online you gotta see it it's
1: yeah i'll definitely check so that out fun
0: i had such a great time watching that show this year no i totally agree with you on that okay so then the follow-up is what's the favorite show choir show you've ever worked on like you've ever been a part of either you were in it or you choreographed for it or arranged or wrote for it
1: um worked on i kind of have three off the top of my head uh prospect 2013 okay which was um kind of a story show um that we made up it was great Mm -hmm. um I really loved, and those kids were just awesome. Um, the, the Burroughs 2014 show, Powerhouse 2014, is one, is one of that? my, it's the Where Have All the Children yes, Gone. Yes, 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 okay, yep. Um, that was so much fun to work with, and those kids were just champions too. Um, and the Marysville Vampire Show, which I can never remember if it's 15 or 16. I actually was just trying to find this video the other night, and I think I typed the wrong year then too. I can't
0: remember off the top of my head. But... It's twenty
1: fifth, but that show yes. too was like a really special show. Um, yeah, oh, all yeah. three of those are story shows too. <laughs>
0: isn't that interesting? I know, It's not yeah. interesting <laughs> at
1: all? Well, that? they're the they're the hardest to launch, and so when they work, it's just even that more oh, satisfying. Oh, isn't that
0: so true? Because when story shows go wrong, they go really
1: wrong. Oh my gosh! Like yes, that. it's like it's like driving a Ferrari with no brakes, and you hope that. <laughs> You hope that you're on a racetrack and not an open course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> True, that's a great analogy. And, and if you get on, nice. if you get on a racetrack, you're like, okay, this is great. We could do it. this, yeah. But so I much mean, fun.
0: as long as you never have to stop. But I guess that's yeah, what coasters right. are for. Okay, right. name if you can. Can you remember your? I'll bet you can. Can you remember your senior show choir show? Can you name the songs in your senior show, senior year show choir?
1: Show? Yes, it was Dakota Moon. Okay. Uh, we had two Dakota Moon songs. One of them is called um, "Another Day Goes By," okay. and our ballad was called "My Song." Okay. Our um, second number was "I Can Do That." Oh, uh, like a, a like tap oh, yes. number. Our fourth number was Hairspray. Um, we did nicest kids in town. Of course. And then our closer was Earth, Wind, and Fire System of Survival.
0: Oh, okay. Now, that's not one that gets done very often from them. That's oh, yeah.
1: cool. Blue leather jackets. It was cool.
0: I was going to say, can you remember what you wore? Because that's always the next question.
1: <laughs> oh, Blue yeah. Of course. That, <laughs> oh, yeah, if baby. that doesn't
0: scream, well, no, you weren't 90s, were you? You were 2000s, early 2000s. I mean, cl- close enough. No, like 2003. 2003.
1: Yeah. Okay. 2003, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, you're the same age as my younger brother. And like his stuff, He's his senior year in Nebraska even, was like, the girls are in yellow pleather tops with neon green pleather bottoms. And, like, it's just (laughs) so, like, the time. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Okay, last question. Okay. Can you describe your most embarrassing show choir moment in 10 words or less?
1: I won Best Performer and ran through the crowd to get it. Tripped on the stage and fell. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so excited, you jump up and down. So excited, Everyone's first time I ever won, only time I I think <gasps> I only won one time, and it was at like I think it was at Watsika Illinois. Tripped, <laughs> tripped on the the stage in the gym in front of you know whatever a thousand people. Of
0: course, yeah. Did that everyone was, gasp in unison bad. like I just did? Absolutely. Was it like?
1: <gasps> and then you got up there, was, was like. Ay! Everyone except for the DeKalb contingent, which they were just like immediately laughing.
0: <laughs> okay, they weren't like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. now is that normal no. for you? Or are you a little bit clutzy?" Was that like, or was are that you like, saying what that in as the world? a
1: prediction? No,
0: or... <laughs> I just wondered, like, is were they all I'm like, "Oh, Alex, of course he fell down." You know, I'm
1: a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little that's.
0: Bit. Oh my gosh, that's a classic one. Most people <laughs> involve crying in some capacity, so I'm happy to have a prat fall uh, as, oh, as yeah. an answer because yeah, that's...
1: we. There's no crying in show choir. There is no no crying crying in in show choir.
0: choir, (laughs) Well, there's so much crying in show choir. Honestly, if we could nail down some of the crying to less, I would would be thrilled with that. Well, I thank you so, so much for hanging out and chatting with me. We knew this was going to be a wandering path between you and I having a conversation, two extroverted extroverts. Um, But I think that I think there was so much good stuff here for people. Yeah. So I hope that they can listen to and really take to heart that there was yeah
1: um
0: you know we're two people who i think want to see show choir continue to expand in definitely. any way that it can that you know helps it grow forward um definitely and so you know you can always talk to people like alex or i about that if you have you know an idea or a yeah. question or a thought we're the kind of folks that love to hear the what ifs so
1: it's i mean it saved me so i yeah. owe it everything so if you ever want to talk i got you i mean yeah, I owe it. I owe it everything.
0: And if you want to know whether or not the storm cell to the west of you is going to develop I, into a tornado from a bow echo
1: hook, that... I also, I also got you there. <laughs> I think bow echo hook it's is a not step. a thing. By the way, I just made that. Well, up. Those are those are two phrases that separate exist, meteorological words together randomly. But cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That's good.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so so glad I got to talk to
1: you. Stay yeah, safe. good to chat with you too. Okay.